I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for joining me again this week for another edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. This is one of the premier business podcasts on the air today. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that. One of the things that I like to spotlight in this particular show, if you will, is the fact that client people want experiences. People don't want to just join programs and make them feel like they're part of a transaction, right? So one of the things that I always like to do on this show is to not only give you really useful information on what goes into a client experience, like how to think about it, how to... Um, how to build one, how to use follow-up, how to possibly you know, use it in your business as a separate revenue center, right? But the other thing that we like to do is spotlight other successful entrepreneurs and learn how they're creating client experiences. Because if you've been in business for any length of time, or maybe if you're just starting, it really does take a village to help you be successful. So those are my goals here. Um, and today, what I want to do is this is part two of a special mini series on retreats and events. This is something that, you know, we do a lot of here at CU Fitness, retreats and events. It's one of our specialties. And it's something that I'm really seeing pop up a lot more online now. I see a lot more interest in them. I see a lot more people going on them. I really feel like for the first time since 2020, there's a lot of just about everybody is traveling in some regard. People want to get back together and be together. And I feel like as a business owner, that's something that we have to look at, okay? And I do, I say that for a number of different reasons. One is, is that a lot of people think when they think of a retreat or an event, they think of a big event, okay? And immediately what comes to your mind is that's not financially feasible. There's no way I can make money doing that. I'm just going to end up in a financial black hole and lose my ass, right? And that's, those are completely reasonable thoughts. I just want to say, this is exactly why I wanted to do this mini series because there's a number of different ways that we can look at a retreat or an event for your business model and still have it be financially successful for you. So if you, if you haven't listened to part one yet, that dropped two weeks ago. Um, and that date was back the beginning of February. Um, and what I talked about in that episode was what I called, uh, it's really two of the five P's of my retreat process. Okay. Those two were purpose and people or participants, however you look at it. And I wanted to do that because I feel like a lot of business owners skip over those steps. They go right to A, what can I charge? B, how many, how, how much can I make doing this? Right. Or what's the, what are my total expenses and what is my net profit? Right. And number three, is this actually something that I can do? And you skip over that process altogether. And I always argue that when you start with people, or excuse me, purpose first, and then participants, before you even think about any planning, it really does make that process a little simpler, at least a little bit easier to digest. Um, I hear from a lot of business owners in the world today that, you know, 
it's a very overwhelming process to think about doing a retreat or an event. And I agree. I remember how I felt when I started. I was pretty much on my own. I mean, I was working with a coach at the time and she had done a few retreats and events, but I really felt like it was a guessing game for me. And I feel like no matter where you are in business, anytime you start with something new, it's going to feel like you're starting over to some degree. And that's not really a bad thing. I just want to remind you, if that's you and you're thinking, but you're kind of on the fence or maybe you're wondering, you know, I just don't know if I can make that work, then I just want to remind you that, you know, the first couple retreats and events that you do is going to be a learning process. And we do that. I always say that for a number of reasons. One is to hopefully take some of the pressure off of you. And number two, to hopefully get you to open your eyes to what you can learn. Because with every retreat that I do now, and I've probably, I've led more than 20 at this point, if not more, when I think back to when I started, every single one that I do teaches me something. And so you have to go into it with the lens of staying clinical. But on the other hand, you want to be present for it too, so that it transforms you like it transforms your participants. And if you're in it for the long haul, then that process always wins. And when you do that, the money always follows. So I just want you to remember that, you know, regardless of where you are in your business. At the end of this episode, I'm going to be offering a free gift to have a free retreat clarity call with me. It's a thousand dollar value. I'm offering it for free because I really feel called to share this message with so many of you. I feel like there's a lot of garbage out there about retreats and events now. I feel like there's a lot of done for you you know, easy sequences, just buy my social media set and your retreat will sell out. And look, all of that is helpful because that's part of the process. But I really feel like, you know, when you approach doing a retreat and event with the right lens, I feel like the process really helps itself, if you will. Let me explain what I mean by that. It's really less of an X's and O's kind of thing and more about are you looking at it through the right lens? Are you looking at it with the right intention in mind? Are you looking at it so that you're actually literally doing your business in the vehicle of a retreat or an event, okay? And when you look at it like that, a lot of the overwhelm can disappear, okay, if you believe that it can, all right? So today in part two, I'm going to talk about the two P's that really give people a lot of pause, okay? And that's pricing and profits. And rather than give you a list of tips here to follow, because I really think for every business owner doing a retreat or an event, it's different. It really depends on what kind of event you want to do, what kind of retreat you want to do, where do you want to go, who is your ideal person? In other words, who is it for, okay? What exactly will you do? And how, what, what does the transformation actually look like? Okay. But really, rather than just give you a laundry list of how to do it. Okay. What I want to do is just give you three thoughts to think about as far as how you price a retreat so that you profit from it. Okay. I think a lot of people think first about the money and less about the promise and less about what people are going to walk away with. Okay. And so I think when you think about a retreat, especially the pricing piece, which I know gives a lot of people pause with these three, these three thoughts in mind. Okay. I'm hoping that this will make this process a little simpler for you and a little easier for you to digest. And again, I want to remind you to please reach out to me. If you want to take advantage of my free gift, you can just go to my website, www.theallisonk.com and hit connect. 
You can send me an email directly and say, hey, I just listened to your podcast on retreats. I want to take advantage of the free gift and I will send you my calendar link and we can get something scheduled. So this is a thousand dollar value. I don't normally do this, but I just feel like there's so many people out there that need help reframing what their retreat is about and how they can actually monetize it successfully. And this is something that, you know, we do a lot of, and it's something where I feel like I can help. And so I want to at least start to make that process easier for you. So please do not hesitate to take advantage of this free offer, okay? It just doesn't come around very often, but I feel like with it being the beginning of 2024, travel is a lot on people's minds right now. And I feel like the runway is just infinite in terms of the potential for this kind of offer in your business, okay? So let me get back to what I'm going to share with you on pricing and profits. I'm not going to keep you all that long. I like to keep these episodes when I'm recording fairly short because I know you're busy. I want to give you actionable information, things you can walk away with and try right away. Okay, I'm not the kind of coach where it says where every single episode is by my stuff. That's just not my style. I feel like if what I'm saying is resonating with you and you want to connect with me, then you will take advantage of that, okay? And look, everybody's in a different place and I get that, okay? So what I want to do first and my first tip is it's really not about uh, pricing. It's more about audience. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard from business owners this very objection and concern. I do not have the audience to sell a retreat, okay? Now, let me just point out, well, first of all, that's a bullshit thought, okay? So let that sink in for a minute. That's a bullshit thought. But let me explain what I mean by that. You don't need a big audience to sell a retreat, okay? So let me say that again. You don't need a big audience to sell a retreat. So if you're telling yourself you need more people in your audience, you need more people in your programs, you need to be at a more successful place in your business to do a retreat, that is a bullshit thought and that is in your way and it is holding you back, okay? One of the biggest obstacles that business owners have with audience is they don't have any idea if it's what their audience actually wants. And that is the key thing. One of the things that we teach you when you work with us on your retreat is we teach you a strategy to build your audience, okay? In other words, you wanna be seeding what it is that you're doing Okay. As you're planning your retreat and event. And the reason that we do this is, is that you want your audience to be sharing with you where they are. So you can use that in your messaging. I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, that you love to travel, that you love to explore new things in your business, that you want to create new opportunities in your business, that you're open to innovation and change. This is one of the things that we're all about here at CU Fitness. Okay. And the Allison K agency. So if you're listening to this, you're already open to that. And trust me, if you're open to that, then the people that follow you are open to that as well, okay? So a lot of understanding whether or not you you can actually sell a retreat is working to build your audience and talking about it in the process. And this is one of the things that we teach you when our virtual footprint process. This is what we do within the agency and when you're part of my mastermind, okay? So if that sounds intriguing to you and you want to know more, just send me a message and I'm happy to share information with you, okay? So the key with your audience is understanding where they are, okay? Understanding, you know, what their pain points are. That's kind of the buzzword that a lot of coaches use. I personally don't like the word pain point. I prefer to use what's your problem? What problem do you solve, right? And look, I really feel like if you're in the health, wellness, and service-based industry in any regard, 
Okay. A retreat makes a lot of sense for you. Why? Because it gives you a different opportunity for people to experience you. It gives you a different way to promote and take people through your process. Okay. And it allows you to really illustrate how stretching your boundaries and growing and traveling can be part of that. So if that's part of your brand, if that's something that, you know, you have on your wish list and it's something that you're thinking about, and if you're doing that and talking about it, odds are the people that follow with you, follow you, want that as well. So the key is not to say people in my audience won't buy it. The key is to ask yourself, do I have the right people in my audience that want this? Okay. And look, let me just be clear. You don't need thousands and thousands of people in your audience to sell a retreat. You don't. I've sold a retreat when I've had 100 people on my list or 50. I I sold my first retreat when I had 75 people on my list and I ended up with six people, okay? So you don't need a big list to sell a retreat. The key is, can you design a retreat experience that your people will say yes to? And look, it doesn't have to be really big. It doesn't have to involve lots and lots of travel if you're not ready for that. A retreat experience can be something very small and intimate, okay? So a lot of people think that that's not possible, but I'm here to say I've done it several times and I've made money every single time. So I know it's possible. Okay. So the thing with audience that I want you to understand is it's not about the size of the audience. It's about having the right people in your audience that will raise their hand and say yes. And we can teach you a process that will help you determine that. Okay. Okay. Part two or tip number two is about the numbers. Okay. Now this is something that I feel like as women business owners, Maybe this is, you know, a problem point for you. You know, honestly, numbers, a lot of people are scared of numbers, okay? A lot of people are afraid of numbers. They don't really know what they mean. They don't understand how the numbers fit into the big picture. And look, if you've been in business any length of time, you understand making a profit is important. You understand that you want to generate more revenue than what your expenses are, right? I mean, that's just common sense, right? But it doesn't mean that it feels good to really put yourself in that process and kind of, you know, have that be part of the process on a regular basis, right? We don't want to be consumed by it, okay? And a lot of women, honestly, don't really understand a lot of what numbers mean, a lot of the ins and outs. Like I have a couple colleagues who, I mean, they make this part of their message. They're like, you know, pricing is our thing. And then I know a lot of businesses that don't talk about that, okay? And it can be a scary thing, especially if you've struggled to build your business. And look, we've all had difficult times in our business where, you know, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to stay open. I remember how I felt in 2020 when 80% of my business went out the window. Okay. And I basically had to start over. But here's the thing. Numbers are not emotional. Okay. We make it emotional by what we think about it. Okay. We tend to, as women, we tend to tie our worth to what we're doing right? We tie our worth to whether or not people think we're important and people think that we're needed, right? It's just a basic human need to feel needed and appreciated. And unfortunately, as business owners, we tie a lot of our achievement to how much business we're actually doing and how many offers we're selling and what our bank account looks like. We we tend to have a lot of, you know, thoughts about that. I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to end up in a black hole. I I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay for all of this right? It's just natural to do that because our brain wants to keep us in a safe place. And anytime something happens that sends down the alarm, 
then we're in freakout mode. I've been there. You know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be the first person to say I've been there and I find myself going there, you know, often if I'm being honest. Okay. But here's the thing about numbers. They're not emotional. Business is very unemotional. We make it emotional by what we think about it. So what I want to encourage you to do instead is separate yourself from your numbers and think more about your retreat promise. Think more about what it is that you're going to be offering people and what is the price tag of transformation. Generally speaking, when you're pricing a retreat, you price it based on the transformation that you're offering. You don't base it just on the fact that it's a vacation or a trip, okay? We look forward to that, right? We look forward to taking trips. We look forward to going out of town. We look forward to getting away with people. But that's not really a retreat, all right? That doesn't really promise anything. It just pretty much sells us on the fact that we need a break from our life. And while there's nothing wrong with that, that's not going to change anything for you. It's not going to change anything for your business because everything that you're leaving is going to be waiting for you when you get home, okay? So instead of getting worked up over the price, detach from it and instead think about what is my retreat promise? In other words, what are people going to be leaving with that's going to change their life? And focus on what you think and feel about that, okay? And when you do that, okay, not only does that shift your mindset around the whole pricing piece and numbers, it gets you more in an excited place where you can actually think more create creatively, if you will, about what you're going to offer, okay, and how we're going to price it. It really does come down to what we think about it, okay? Now, having said all that, okay, we want to be thinking about this as a business offer. Why would someone say yes? Why would somebody leave their day-to-day life, make arrangements at their job for their family, their commitments, and everything else? Why would they do that and come on a retreat with you? All right, when we dial in the retreat promise, people buy based on that. They don't buy based on whether or not you need the money or that you have to make this work. That kind of creates an edginess, if you will, is what I like to refer to it as in your message, that you're kind of forcing people to buy. And nobody likes to feel like that. That's kind of like the used car salesman. So, you know, this is something that I've had to learn myself. And I feel like the more you're hands off with it, the more successful you're going to be with your promotion. And again, this is something we can help you with in our retreat programs with helping you dial in that retreat promise a little bit more because that's ultimately why people buy. They buy based on what they're going to get. They don't always buy based on where you're going and what you're going to do. That plays into it, but they're really buying more. Is this rich, is this opportunity for me and does this help me solve my problem? Okay, so we want to learn to think about retreats like that, okay? And that in and of itself helps with the pricing and ultimately helps you make more of a profit, okay? And the last tip I'm going to offer you is one of my other P's, which is plan. Now, I want to just debunk a common, you know, tip, or, you know, a common thought that a lot of retreat leaders have. And that is, if I don't have a lot planned, people aren't going to come. And again, that's a bullshit thought, okay? You know, it's just flat out a bullshit thought. People don't sign up for an event, an event based on the activities. That might play into the decision, but that is not the deciding factor, okay? And a lot of retreat leaders think, if I'm asking people to travel, I better have a hell of a program lined up, okay? And that's just a flat-out bullshit thought, okay? I mean, it's, it just is. It doesn't serve you to think that, okay? One of my biggest tips in retreat planning is this, less is more. 
focus on your promise, focus on giving people an amazing experience, and less is more, okay? Generally speaking, the less you have planned, the more space you're going to have, not just for transformation, but for you to be able to work your magic as a retreat leader, okay? Now, what does that look like? Here's the thing. When you're planning trips, the natural instinct is to have something planned a lot. You got to have dinner reservations. You got to have, you know, activities planned. Now, look, some things, if you're going to do an act, some activities require reservations. If you're going to do an excursion, you really can't plan that on the fly. You have to have that booked ahead of time. I get that. And I always encourage my clients to do that when they're planning their retreats. Okay. But most of the time, you don't have to do that with a lot of other activities. So if you're renting, a retreat property, if you're doing an Airbnb, if you're running a house, if you're doing things in a hotel, chances are when you're making your reservations, you're thinking about that. Do I need an event room? Can I do things outside? Can we go somewhere, wherever it is that we're going, that isn't going to cost anything? One of the things that we love to do in Key West is do different things in the community. You know, there's a great park down there that's great for outdoor workouts. There's a co- lots of peers that we can do activities on. There's lots of things that you can think about that won't cost you anything. But having said that, you want to give it some thought in your planning. But here's the thing. You don't have to have activities planned all the time. It's okay to have an open day. It's okay to have a half a day planned and a half the day open. It's okay to have free time so that when you get there and you start your program, you may end up with an idea. And that really allows you to invite more possibility in them, okay? I know it's kind of a hard concept to get your hands around, especially if you're just starting out. Well, I've got to have stuff planned. You know, what if I don't know what I'm going to do? This is what we help you with when you work with us, okay? Less is more because it teaches you to trust yourself more as a retreat leader. You kind of have to get the reps in, right? It's like strengthening a new muscle. You have to get the reps in, And those first couple retreats that you do are more about the learning experience. And then you sort of have a better idea of what to expect going in, okay? So I often find with my clients, it's better to have less planned. And then you feel like next time, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what worked really well. This is what didn't work as well. The last thing you want to do is have your people feel like they've just been to a conference and they're mentally exhausted. Okay, you know what that feels like when you go to something and there's just shit going on all the time. Like every single moment, there's something planned and you're like, I just can't. Then you come home and you're tired and you need a vacation from your retreat. That's not a good thing. Okay, so look, here's the thing with the plan. When you dial in more to your retreat promise and you really understand the concept of less is more, and this is something we can help you with, okay, then what you learn to do in your program is embody that. And you really understand, and the more you understand it, your people will understand it, that less is more and it leaves space for transformation, okay? And the more you do that, the more you're going to be able to lean into what you want to charge and the more transformation your people are going to experience. And that, my friends, is really what a retreat is all about, okay? So I hope that was helpful. I know that was a little bit different than normally what I talk about with, um, you know, with numbers and business and planning. I wanted this episode to be a little bit kind of a hybrid of mindset and numbers and pricing because that's really a lot of what goes into pricing. And a lot of retreat leaders kind of skip over that and they're going, they see the dollar signs and they go right to that. And 
every retreat leader needs to be able to make a profit on your retreats. I mean, you are a professional and you deserve to be paid like a professional. So please understand that. I'm not discounting that. But I don't want you to skip over, okay, these important insights and thoughts to think about when you're pricing your retreat, okay? Because the more you understand the mindset process behind pricing so that you make a profit, okay, the better you're going to feel about what you're doing and your people are going to understand that and the more transformation they're going to experience. And that is what is going to help you continue to fill your retreats, okay? That's how people, people talk to their friends. This is how the word gets out. You feel better about promoting and marketing it. So it really is, you know, a combination of business numbers and mindset, okay? And this is what we help you with when you work with us in our retreat program. So if you want to take advantage of my free gift, the Retreat Clarity Call, please go to my website, www.theallisonk.com and connect with me. You can send me an email and say, hey, I just listened to your podcast. I want to take advantage of the free gift and we will get that set up and um, I will, you know, we'll get on a call. I'll ask you some questions. We'll kind of, I'll kind of walk you through a little bit about what you're thinking and how to frame it. And then I'm, look, I'm, I'll, I'll probably make you an offer. I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm a, I'm a business owner and I understand that, but my job is not to close you. My job is to help you make a decision about what you're going to do with your retreat one way or the other. Okay. And if that's working with me, fantastic. If it's not, that's okay too. I am here to serve you and help you make this a reality in your business because this, my friends, is a real game changer for your business. So I hope that's helpful for you. Uh, let me just recap real quick what those three tips are. One is, you know, understanding your audience and working with that with your pricing, okay? Um, understanding your numbers, okay? Detaching from the emotional baggage that comes with pricing, okay? And understanding what your plan is. When you understand that, those three things, your pricing is a whole lot easier to tackle and you you comprehend it and you see the results because your profit is higher and your transformation is higher in your in your participants. So I hope that's helpful for you. That's what I got for you this week. This concludes a special two-part mini-series on retreats and events. And I hope this was helpful. And that's what I've got for you this week, folks, on the podcast. And we will see you next time. Bye.